Welcome to a short podcast that will cover the significance of two academic pieces of writing that address some freedom rights and the civil rights movement of the 1960s in America. The two sources take a different approach to explain what life was like during this time. The first is an interview conducted with a historian author of a YA photography book that covers the freedom rights and the results of the freedom rights. The resource is entitled Freedom Writers, A National Geographic Journey in Social Justice Through Imagery by Deborah A. Walton and Jeremy Carlbone. The interview style of the article allows the author to explain some of the photographs used in the book and the impact these images have in expressing life during the 1960s for both African Americans and white Americans. The second article is a piece of academic writing which addresses the lives of African Americans before and after the freedom rights. The article mostly addresses the impacts that segregation had upon these people on public transport such as trains and buses. The article is entitled, You Don't Have to Ride Jim Crow, The Freedom Riders of 1961 and the Dilemma of Mobility, written by Barbara Lewithy. As explained in the introduction, Source 1 is an interview conducted by Walton and Clayburgh. They are interviewing Anne Basmar and discussing many of the images that appear throughout her book. The majority of the photographs discussed have the subject matter of John Lewis and Jim Sewerg, who were both major influences of the freedom rights. However, it is stated that John is being of African-American descent and Jim of white descent. They had different lives growing up together. However, they came together in the fight to end segregation. It's important to note that Basar herself interviewed both Jim and John to gather insight into and what it was like during the freedom rights. Throughout the interview, many different images are addressed and explained by the historian. However, the most confronting would be the image on page 42. This picture was taken shortly after the horrific beating that took place in Moratori on May 20th, 1961. John Lewis and Jim Sewerg are standing outside the depot, berated and bloody. This image evokes the chapter title, Blood Brothers, because both men were beaten. It's explained by Bassar that Jim was seen as almost betraying his race by being part of the freedom rights. Throughout the interview, it's explained that most of the photographs were gathered and researched while Bassam herself relived the 4,000-mile journey of the freedom rights. The book length kept growing, with her aiming to have an average of 40 to 60 pages. The book blew out to 80 pages worth of photography and, and words from those who were involved. The perspective of the text is to give visual images a voice and to allow a visual representation of what it was like to be there during the freedom rights. Although this source is not jam-packed with historical facts, the interview and the background knowledge provides allows an understanding of what it was like to be in this freedom rights and why the freedom rights were important. It also understands that sometimes you have to make a change. The second source entitled, You Don't Have to Ride Jim Crow, The Freedom Riders of 1961, Dilemma of Mobility, by Brother the Width. The article first explains the segregation that the Africans Americans experienced when trying to get around on public transport, such as buses or trains. The segregation in waiting areas, the separate sections on buses designated for them, 
Lewith explains that many of the written documents from the African Americans in the South identify segregation on the bus as one of the most degrading and harrowing things they had to experience. This, as well as the variety of legal cases such as Boynton v. Virginia decision of 1960, finally overturned the judgment convicting an African American law student of trespassing what, by being in a restaurant in a bus terminal, which was labelled as whites only. To extent that the Irene Morgan ruling, by covering not only outlawing segregation in interstate passenger boarding the vehicles, they were to travel also to cover the facilities used by interstate passengers and outside the actual vehicles. It was this ruling that led to the freedom rights, to test if this law was making a change in the Deep South. The article ends by saying that the freedom rights not only made a change in America, but they paved the way for other countries, such as Australia, to have their own freedom rights to fight for the rights and equality of all involved in one country. And although the freedom rides faced such harrowing events, such as one of the buses getting firebombed, bus windows getting smashed and attacked with golf clubs, the bashings, the brutality of which it was, the perspective of this article is to demonstrate the way African Americans were treated and how they had to travel during this time. The segregation needs to be stated as it's so harrowing to understand that these poor people were treated less than an animal almost. It's important to identify the severity of the segregation. This source is reliable as it provides evidence from before and after the freedom rights. It also provides photography evidence throughout the document, which links it back to, doc to part one. Whether these sources are visual or written, it's important to evaluate both to gather a full picture. This is Brooke Winter signing off. Thank you for listening.